book two part one of the iliad by homer translated by alexander pope this librivox recording is in the public domain book two argument the trial of the army and catalogue of the forces jupiter in pursuance of the request of thetis sends a deceitful vision to agamemnon persuading him to lead the army to battle in order to make the greeks sensible of their want of achilles the general who is deluded with the hopes of taking troy without his assistance but fears the army was discouraged by his absence and the late plague as well as by the length of time contrives to make trial of their disposition by a stratagem he first communicates his design to the princes in council that he would propose a return to the soldiers and that they should put a stop to them if the proposal was embraced then he assembles the whole host and upon moving for a return to greece they unanimously agree to it and run to prepare the ships they are detained by the management of ulysses who chastises the insolence of thersites the assembly is recalled several speeches made on the occasion and at length the advice of nestor followed which was to make a general muster of the troops and to divide them into their several nations before they proceeded to battle this gives occasion to the poet to enumerate all the forces of the greeks and trojans and in a large catalogue the time employed in this book consists not entirely of one day the scene lies in the grecian camp and upon the seashore towards the end it removes to troy now pleasing sleep had sealed each mortal eye stretched in the tents the grecian leaders lie the immortals slumbered on their thrones above all but the ever wakeful eyes of jove to honour thetis son he bends his care and plunge the greeks in all the woes of war then bids an empty phantom rise to sight and thus commands the vision of the night fly hence deluding dream and light as air to agamemnon's ample tent repair bid him in arms draw forth the embattled train lead all his grecians to the dusty plain declare e'en now tis given him to destroy the lofty towers of wide-extended troy for now no more the gods with fate contend at juno's suit the heavenly factions end destruction hangs o'er yon devoted wall and nodding ilion waits the impending fall swift as the word the vain illusion fled descends and hovers o'er atrides head clothed in the figure of the pylian sage renowned for wisdom and revered for age around his temple spreads his golden wing and thus the flattering dream deceives the king canst thou with all a monarch's cares oppressed o atreus son canst thou indulge the rest ill fits a chief who mighty nations guides directs in council and in war presides to whom its safety a whole people owes to waste long nights in indolent repose monarch awake tis jove's command i bear thou and thy glory claim his heavenly care in just array draw forth the embattled train lead all thy grecians to the dusty plain e'en now o king tis given thee to destroy the lofty towers of wide-extended troy for now no more the gods with fate contend at juno's suit the heavenly factions end 
destruction hangs o'er yon devoted wall and nodding aelian waits the impending fall awake but waking this advice approve and trust the vision that descends from jove the phantom said then vanished from his sight resolves to air and mixes with the night a thousand schemes the monarch's mind employ elate in thought he sacks untaken troy vain as he was and to the future blind nor saw what jove and secret fate designed what mighty toils to either host remain what scenes of grief and numbers of the slain eager he rises and in fancy hears the voice celestial murmuring in his ears first on his limbs a slender vest he drew around him next the regal mantle threw the embroidered sandals on his feet were tied the starry falchion glittered at his side and last his arm the massy sceptre loads unstained immortal and the gift of gods now rosy morn ascends the court of jove lifts up her light and opens day above the king dispatched his heralds with commands to range the camp and summon all the bands the gathering hosts the monarch's word obey while to the fleet atrides bends his way in his black ship the pylian prince he found there calls a senate of the peers around the assembly placed the king of men expressed the counsels labouring in his artful breast friends and confederates with attentive ear receive my words and credit what you hear late as i slumbered in the shades of night a dream divine appeared before my sight whose visionary form like nestor came the same in habit and in mien the same the heavenly phantom hovered o'er my head and dost thou sleep o atreus son he said ill fits a chief who mighty nations guides directs in council and in war presides to whom its safety a whole people owes to waste long nights in indolent repose monarch awake tis jove's command i bear thou and thy glory claim his heavenly care in just array draw forth the embattled train and lead the grecians to the dusty plain e'en now o king tis given thee to destroy the lofty towers of wide-extended troy for now no more the gods with fate contend at juno's suit the heavenly factions end destruction hangs o'er yon devoted wall and nodding aelian waits the impending fall this here observant and the gods obey the vision spoke and passed in air away now valiant chiefs since heaven itself alarms unite and rouse the sons of greece to arms but first with caution try what yet they dare worn with nine years of unsuccessful war to move the troops to measure back the main be mine and yours the province to detain he spoke and sat when nestor rising said nestor whom pylos sandy realms obeyed princes of greece your faithful ears incline nor doubt the vision of the powers divine sent by great jove to him who rules the host forbid it heaven this warning should be lost then let us haste obey the gods alarms and join to rouse the sons of greece to arms thus spoke the sage the kings without delay dissolve the council and their chief obey the sceptred rulers lead the following host poured forth by thousands darkens all the coast 
as from some rocky cleft the shepherd sees clustering in heaps on heaps the driving bees rolling and blackening swarms succeeding swarms with deeper murmurs and more hoarse alarms dusky they spread a close embodied crowd and o'er the vale descends the living cloud so from the tents and ships a lengthened train spreads all the beach and wide o'ershades the plain along the region runs a deafening sound beneath their footsteps groans the trembling ground fame flies before the messenger of jove and shining soars and claps her wings above nine sacred heralds now proclaiming loud the monarch's will suspend the listening crowd soon as the throngs in order ranged appear and fainter murmurs died upon the ear the king of kings his awful figure raised high in his hand the golden sceptre blazed the golden sceptre of celestial flame by vulcan formed from jove to hermes came to pelops he the immortal gift resigned the immortal gift great pelops left behind in atreus hand which not with atreus ends to rich thyestes next the prize descends and now the mark of agamemnon's reign subjects all argos and controls the main on this bright sceptre now the king reclined and artful thus pronounced the speech designed ye sons of mars partake your leader's care heroes of greece and brothers of the war of partial jove with justice i complain and heavenly oracles believed in vain a safe return was promised to our toils renowned triumphant and enriched with spoils now shameful flight alone can save the host our blood our treasure and our glory lost so jove decrees resistless lord of all at whose command whole empires rise or fall he shakes the feeble props of human trust and towns and armies humbles to the dust what shame to greece a fruitful war to wage o oh, lasting shame in every future age once great in arms the common scorn we grow repulsed and baffled by a feeble foe so small their number that if wars were ceased and greece triumphant held a general feast all ranked by tens whole decades when they dine must want a trojan slave to pour the wine but other forces have our hopes o'erthrown and troy prevails by armies not her own now nine long years of mighty jove are run since first the labours of this war begun our cordage torn decayed our vessels lie and scarce ensure the wretched power to fly haste then for ever leave the trojan wall our weeping wives our tender children call love duty safety summon us away tis nature's voice and nature we obey our shattered barks may yet transport us o'er safe and inglorious to our native shore fly grecians fly your sails and oars employ and dream no more of heaven defended troy his deep design unknown the hosts approve atrides speech the mighty numbers move so roll the billows to the icarian shore from east and south when winds begin to roar burst their dark mansions in the clouds and sweep the whitening surface of the ruffled deep and as on corn when western gusts descend before the blast the lofty harvests bend 
thus o'er the field the moving host appears with nodding plumes and groves of waving spears the gathering murmur spreads their trampling feet beat the loose sands and thicken to the fleet with long resounding cries they urge the train to fit the ships and launch into the main they toil they sweat thick clouds of dust arise the doubling clamours echo to the skies e'en then the greeks had left the hostile plain and fate decreed the fall of troy in vain but jove's imperial queen their flight surveyed and sighing thus bespoke the blue-eyed maid shall then the grecians fly o oh, dire disgrace and leave unpunished this perfidious race shall troy shall priam and the adulterous spouse in peace enjoy the fruits of broken vows and bravest chiefs in helen's quarrel slain lie unrevenged on yon detested plain no let my greeks unmoved by vain alarms once more refulgent shine in brazen arms haste goddess haste the flying host detain nor let one sail be hoisted on the main pallas obeys and from olympus height swift to the ships precipitates her flight ulysses first in public cares she found for prudent counsel like the gods renowned oppressed with generous grief the hero stood nor drew his sable vessels to the flood and is it thus divine laertes son thus fly the greeks the martial maid begun thus to their country bear their own disgrace and fame eternal leave to priam's race shall beauteous helen still remain unfreed still unrevenged a thousand heroes bleed haste generous ithucus prevent the shame recall your armies and your chiefs reclaim your own resistless eloquence employ and to the immortals trust the fall of troy the voice divine confessed the warlike maid ulysses heard nor uninspired obeyed then meeting first atrides from his hand received the imperial sceptre of command thus graced attention and respect to gain he runs he flies through all the grecian train each prince of name or chief in arms approved he fired with praise or with persuasion moved warriors like you with strength and wisdom blessed by brave examples should confirm the rest the monarch's will not yet revealed appears he tries our courage but resents our fears the unwary greeks his fury may provoke not thus the king in secret council spoke jove loves our chief from jove his honour springs beware for dreadful is the wrath of kings but if a clamorous vile plebeian rose him with reproof he checked or tamed with blows be still thou slave and to thy betters yield unknown alike in council and in field ye gods what dastards would our host command swept to the war the lumber of a land be silent wretch and think not here aloud that worst of tyrants an usurping crowd to one sole monarch jove commits the sway his are the laws and him let all obey with words like these the troops ulysses ruled the loudest silenced and the fiercest cooled back to the assembly roll the thronging train desert the ships and pour upon the plain murmuring they move as when old ocean roars and heaves huge surges to the trembling shores 
the groaning banks are burst with bellowing sound the rocks re-murmur and the deeps rebound at length the tumult sinks the noises cease and a still silence lulls the camp to peace thersites only clamoured in the throng loquacious loud and turbulent of tongue awed by no shame by no respect controlled in scandal busy in reproaches bold with witty malice studious to defame scorn all his joy and laughter all his aim but chief he gloried with licentious style to lash the great and monarchs to revile his figure such as might his soul proclaim one eye was blinking and one leg was lame his mountain shoulders half his breast o'erspread thin hairs bestrewed his long misshapen head spleen to mankind his envious heart possessed and much he hated all but most the best ulysses or achilles still his theme but royal scandal his delight supreme long had he lived the scorn of every greek vexed when he spoke yet still they heard him speak sharp was his voice which in the shrillest tone thus with injurious taunts attacked the throne amidst the glories of so bright a reign what moves the great atrides to complain tis thine whate'er the warrior's breast inflames the golden spoil and thine the lovely dames with all the wealth our wars and blood bestow thy tents are crowded and thy chests o'erflow thus at full ease in heaps of riches rolled what grieves the monarch is it thirst of gold say shall we march with our unconquered powers the greeks and i to ilion's hostile towers and bring the race of royal bastards here for troy to ransom at a price too dear but safer plunder thy own host supplies say wouldst thou seize some valiant leader's prize or if thy heart to generous love be led some captive fair to bless thy kingly bed whate'er our master craves submit we must plagued with his pride or punished for his lust o oh, women of achaea men no more hence let us fly and let him waste his store in loves and pleasures on the phrygian shore we may be wanted on some busy day when hector comes so great achilles may from him he forced the prize we jointly gave from him the fierce the fearless and the brave and durst he as he ought resent that wrong this mighty tyrant were no tyrant long fierce from his seat at this ulysses springs in generous vengeance of the king of kings with indignation sparkling in his eyes he views the wretch and sternly thus replies peace factious monster born to vex the state with wrangling talents formed for foul debate curb that impetuous tongue nor rashly vain and singly mad asperse the sovereign reign have we not known thee slave of all our host the man who acts the least upbraids the most think not the greeks to shameful flight to bring nor let those lips profane the name of king for our return we trust the heavenly powers be that their care to fight like men be ours but grant the host with wealth the general load except detraction what hast thou bestowed suppose some hero should his spoils resign art thou that hero could those spoils be thine gods let me perish on this hateful shore and let these eyes behold my son no more if 
on thy next offence this hand forbear to strip those arms thou ill deservest to wear expel the council where our princes meet and send thee scourged and howling through the fleet he said and cowering as the dastard bends the weighty sceptre on his back descends on the round bunch the bloody tumours rise the tears spring starting from his haggard eyes trembling he sat and shrunk in abject fears from his vile visage wiped the scalding tears while to his neighbour each expressed his thought ye gods what wonders has ulysses wrought what fruits his conduct and his courage yield great in the council glorious in the field generous he rises in the crown's defence to curb the factious tongue of insolence such just examples on offenders shown sedition silence and assert the throne twas thus the general voice the hero praised who rising high the imperial sceptre raised the blue-eyed palace his celestial friend in form a herald bade the crowds attend the expecting crowds in still attention hung to hear the wisdom of his heavenly tongue then deeply thoughtful pausing ere he spoke his silence thus the prudent hero broke unhappy monarch whom the grecian race with shame deserting heap with vile disgrace not such at argos was their generous vow once all their voice but ah forgotten now ne'er to return was then the common cry till troy's proud structures should in ashes lie behold them weeping for their native shore what could their wives or helpless children more what heart but melts to leave the tender train and one short month endure the wintry main few leagues removed we wish our peaceful seat when the ship tosses and the tempests beat then well may this long stay provoke their tears the tedious length of nine revolving years not for their grief the grecian host i blame but vanquished baffled oh eternal shame expect the time to troy's destruction given and try the faith of chalcis and of heaven what passed at aulis greece can witness bear and all who live to breathe this phrygian air beside a fountain's sacred brink we raised our verdant altars and the victims blazed twas where the plane tree spread its shades around the altars heaved and from the crumbling ground a mighty dragon shot of dire portent from jove himself the dreadful sign was sent straight to the tree his sanguine spires he rolled and curled around in many a winding fold the topmost branch a mother bird possessed eight callow infants filled the mossy nest herself the ninth the serpent as he hung stretched his black jaws and crushed the crying young while hovering near with miserable moan the drooping mother wailed her children gone the mother last as round the nest she flew seized by the beating wing the monster slew nor long survived to marble turned he stands a lasting prodigy on allus sands such was the will of jove and hence we dare trust in his omen and support the war for while around we gazed with wondering eyes and trembling sought the powers with sacrifice full of his god the reverend chalcis cried ye grecian warriors lay your fears aside this wondrous signal jove himself displays of long long labours but eternal praise 
as many birds as by the snake were slain so many years the toils of greece remain but wait the tenth for aelian's fall decreed thus spoke the prophet thus the fates succeed obey ye grecians with submission wait nor let your flight avert the trojan fate he said the shores with loud applauses sound the hollow ships each deafening shout rebound then nestor thus these vain debates forbear ye talk like children not like heroes dare where now are all your high resolves at last your leagues concluded your engagements past vowed with libations and with victims then now vanished like their smoke the faith of men while useless words consume the unactive hours no wonder troy so long resists our powers rise great atrides and with courage sway we march to war if thou direct the way but leave the few that dare resist thy laws the mean deserters of the grecian cause to grudge the conquests mighty jove prepares and view with envy our successful wars on that great day when first the martial train big with the fate of aelian ploughed the main jove on the right a prosperous signal sent and thunder rolling shook the firmament encourage tense maintain the glorious strife till every soldier grasp a phrygian wife till helen's woes at full revenged appear and troy's proud matrons render tear for tear before that day if any greek invite his country's troops to base inglorious flight stand forth that greek and hoist his sail to fly and die the dastard first who dreads to die but now o monarch all thy chiefs advise nor what they offer thou thyself despise among those counsels let not mine be vain in tribes and nations to divide thy train his separate troops let every leader call each strengthen each and all encourage all what chief or soldier of the numerous band or bravely fights or ill obeys command when thus distinct they war shall soon be known and what the cause of aelian not o'erthrown if fate resists or if our arms are slow if gods above prevent or men below to him the king how much thy years excel in arts of counsel and in speaking well oh would the gods in love to greece decree but ten such sages as they grant in thee such wisdom soon should priam's force destroy and soon should fall the haughty towers of troy but jove forbids who plunges those he hates in fierce contention and in vain debates now great achilles from our aid withdraws by me provoked a captive made the cause if e'er as friends we join the trojan wall must shake and heavy will the vengeance fall but now ye warriors take a short repast and well refreshed to bloody conflict haste his sharpened spear let every grecian wield and every grecian fix his brazen shield let all excite the fiery steeds of war and all for combat fit the rattling car this day this dreadful day let each contend no rest no respite till the shades descend till darkness or till death shall cover all let the war bleed and let the mighty fall till bathed in sweat be every manly breast with the huge shield each brawny arm depressed each aching nerve refuse the lance to throw and each spent courser at the chariot blow who dares inglorious in his ships to stay 
who dares to tremble on this signal day that wretch too mean to fall by martial power the birds shall mangle and the dogs devour the monarch spoke and straight a murmur rose loud as the surges when the tempest blows that dashed on broken rocks tumultuous roar and foam and thunder on the stony shore straight to the tents the troops dispersing bend the fires are kindled and the smokes ascend with hasty feasts they sacrifice and pray to avert the dangers of the doubtful day a steer of five years age large-limbed and fed to jove's high altars agamemnon led there bade the noblest of the grecian peers and nestor first as most advanced in years next came idomeneus and tydeus son ajax the less and ajax telamon then wise ulysses in his rank was placed and menelaus came unbid the last the chiefs surround the destined beast and take the sacred offering of the salted cake when thus the king prefers his solemn prayer o thou whose thunder rends the clouded air who in the heaven of heavens hast fixed thy throne supreme of gods unbounded and alone hear and before the burning sun descends before the night her gloomy veil extends low in the dust be laid yon hostile spires be priam's palace sunk in grecian fires in hector's breast be plunged this shining sword and slaughtered heroes groan around their lord thus prayed the chief his unavailing prayer great jove refused and tossed in empty air the god averse while yet the fumes arose prepared new toils and doubled woes on woes their prayers performed the chiefs the right pursue the barley sprinkled and the victim slew the limbs they sever from the enclosing hide the thighs selected to the gods divide on these in double calls involved with art the choicest morsels lie from every part from the cleft wood the crackling flames aspire while the fat victims feed the sacred fire the thighs thus sacrificed and entrails dressed the assistants part transfix and roast the rest then spread the tables the repast prepare each takes his seat and each receives his share soon as the rage of hunger was suppressed the generous nestor thus the prince addressed now bid thy herald sound the loud alarms and call the squadrons sheathed in brazen arms now seize the occasion now the troops survey and lead to war when heaven directs the way he said the monarch issued his commands straight the loud heralds call the gathering bands the chiefs enclose their king the hosts divide in tribes and nations ranked on either side high in the midst the blue-eyed virgin flies from rank to rank she darts her ardent eyes the dreadful aegis jove's immortal shield blazed on her arm and lightened all the field round the vast orb a hundred serpents rolled formed the bright fringe and seemed to burn in gold with this each grecian's manly breast she warms swells their bold hearts and strings their nervous arms no more they sigh inglorious to return but breathe revenge and for the combat burn as on some mountain through the lofty grove the crackling flames ascend and blaze above the fires expanding as the winds arise shoot their long beams and kindle half the skies 
so from the polished arms and brazen shields a gleamy splendour flashed along the fields not less their number than the embodied cranes or milk-white swans in iseous watery plains that or the windings of chiester springs stretch their long necks and clap their rustling wings now tower aloft and course in airy rounds now light with noise with noise the field resounds thus numerous and confused extending wide the legions crowd scamander's flowery side with rushing troops the plains are covered o'er and thundering footsteps shake the sounding shore along the river's level meads they stand thick as in spring the flowers adorn the land or leaves the trees or thick as insects play the wandering nation of a summer's day that drawn by milky steams at evening hours in gathered swarms surround the rural bowers from pale to pale with busy murmur run the gilded legions glittering in the sun so thronged so close the grecian squadrons stood in radiant arms and thirst for trojan blood each leader now his scattered force conjoins in close array and forms the deepening lines not with more ease the skilful shepherd swain collects his flocks from thousands on the plain the king of kings majestically tall towers o'er his armies and outshines them all like some proud bull that round the pastures leads his subject herds the monarch of the medes great as the gods the exalted chief was seen his strength like neptune and like mars his mien jove o'er his eyes celestial glories spread and dawning conquest played around his head say virgins seated round the throne divine all-knowing goddesses immortal nine since earth's wide regions heaven's unmeasured height and hell's abyss hide nothing from your sight we wretched mortals lost in doubts below but guess by rumour and but boast we know oh say what heroes fired by thirst of fame or urged by wrongs to troy's destruction came to count them all demands a thousand tongues a throat of brass and adamantine lungs daughters of jove assist inspired by you the mighty labour dauntless i pursue what crowded armies from what climes they bring their names their numbers and their chiefs i sing end of book two part one